재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 It's Artistic Wanderings Day once again. Mark Wilson joins us with some of the treasures of art from around the city and around the country. Sometimes it's bright, cheerful. Sometimes it's a little darker. And Mark, uh, good morning. I take it uh, slightly on the darker side today. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really plan out today's artistic wanderings with today's uh, kind of general mood. It's yeah, a bit, it's a bit, a bit of a well. No, today. I mean that happens sometimes. I yeah. mean sometimes the dark topics just kind of come together. We talked about uh, lonely death in the beginning. This time we're talking about uh, a lot of deaths that happened in history, but the people that are around today, the artists from Jeju, I take it, are bringing those moments back uh, into public view, and it's a very important uh, kind of exhibition. Yeah, um, I really wanted to talk about today's subject because, of course, the the venue and the show, but also it is Jeju Island. Jeju is is uh, a name of a of a location that everybody, essentially, almost anyone knows about and visit. Yeah, how many times have you visited there? Just a handful of times. It's yeah. uh, it's a treat when I get to visit there, of course, because it's uh, it's a beautiful resort island and beautiful food and all of that. But it's um, you know it's got a dark history as well. That's right. So. Um, A lot of our listeners are probably thinking about going to Jeju, and it's pretty important to talk about some of the history behind it. Mm. And I mean, if you think of geographically speaking, if you think of most peninsula peninsula countries, uh, a lot of countries that have an island mm-hmm. off the coast, mm-hmm. a, a quite a large island, there's always a bit of tension and, and a bit of unrest between between, say, I don't know, Sicily and the mainland of Italy. Uh, you can say Okinawa versus Japan. That's interesting. I yeah. hadn't thought in those terms. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, and this is no exception with okay. Jeju and the peninsula. Well, and we have Korea. to mention in April of 2018, it makes great sense to look back at the events of April of 1948, 70 years later. That's Still right. very important. So this show, this venue that I went to marks the 70th anniversary of what happened on April 3rd, 1948. m mm. And it really, okay, before we get started, I think it's important to say that uh, with this today's segment, it's us talking about through the the views and the mindset of the artists. Of the artists. I see where you're, you're heading by saying that. I mean, the idea is not to sort of re-litigate what happened around that. There are diverse... descriptions. Uh, some will call those events the Jeju Uprising. Some will call it the Jeju Massacre. People incident. assign blame some, in different some ways. Some even said the accident. So, yeah. yeah. So really... that's not the road we're walking down. What, we, what we're trying to convey is uh, what kind of artworks are coming up today out that's of right. the memories of that time. You've actually put together a little slideshow of the visuals in video form and uploaded it to our social media. That's absolutely right. And the photos that I took Uh, that I made the video of is actually from Alternate Space Loop, and that is located in Hongdae. And I had the chance to sit down with curator Yang Jiyun. Some of our listeners may remember her as she was the curator for the sound art segment that I did. Okay, remember cool. I did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in this next clip, she's just going to talk about her experience as the curator for Alternate Space Loop and a bit of the history behind the gallery museum itself. Cool, let's hear it. 
Hi, my name is Jiyun. Uh, I'm a director for Alternative Space in Loop, and which is located in um, Hongik University areas, and it's one of the first uh, non-profit spaces in Korea. The, the building itself was made in 2005 by Korean architect Kim Baek Son. Uh, he passed away last year, so it was it became his one of the last part of his yeah, legacy. Yes, right? yes. So it's really a part of that Hongik. Hongdae art community, right? Yeah, yes. I worked as a curator in 2005 for Loop. So back then, like, there are a lot of alternative art spaces around the neighborhood, like a Samji or alternative space Hue, but they're all gone now because of the gentrification. And we are the, funnily enough, or sadly enough, we are the only um, non-profit art spaces in Hongdae University because every. Yeah, everything became. The on, oh, so you're, yeah. that's a statement right there. This yeah. is the only nonprofit art space is in Hongdae. Wow. Yeah, because everything became too expensive for, for sustainability. Alternative space loop. So once again, this is as much about uh, you discovering another little uh, sort of gem out there in the artistic landscape. That's that's my neck of the woods. I live in Hapchung, so uh, I'm I was actually a bit shocked to to discover this place because when you see it it just sticks out like a sore thumb Does it's it? just it's just this geometrical modern contemporary style venue museum it's an entire building and it just sticks right out and and i'm surprised i've never come across it before but it's really amazing that it is the last it's the first and the last remaining non-profit uh space in hongdae and this uh temporary exhibition that they're hosting is dealing with some of the representations of uh, Jeju's history. That's right. The title is in English called Sleepless Namdo. Namdo in Korean means mm. Southern Island, and that is Jeju Island. This show marks the 70th anniversary of the dark day in Jeju Korean history. It's when, uh, again, it depends who you ask, it's when the Jeju uprising happened and a bloody massacre occurred uh, that was... Uh, that was enforced by the Korean government at the time. Now, again, remember, this is the Korean government of 1948. This is before the division of the peninsula itself. Mm. And one-tenth of all of the residents of Jeju were were killed. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that, let's go maybe into our next clip. Um, is this still the curator that you're talking to? Uh, yeah. So the we went ahead and we talked around walked around and uh, checked out the different art pieces. And in this next clip, she is going to talk about the different artists and what they presented. Let's hear that. This is called A Crowd and done by Kim Yong-hoon in 2002. It's actually a terracotta face. And uh, if you look at closely, it's very typical Jeju residence face. They just have a certain look. Yes. Unlike the people in mainland, they, it's their their look, and uh, they, all of them are has a closed eyes, and it's kind of like um, they look like a dead, but then they're not completely dead because they're still unknown to be dead in Jeju, and there's so many bodies that's still not um, undiscovered, not yeah, named. Yeah. yeah. The another important pieces are the uh, four photographs. Done by Kang Jong-hyo, it's a Jeju, of course, Jeju uh, photographer. Uh, it's, uh, it's a series of hackberries. Hmm. Mm -hmm. In Jeju, every village 
has a hackberries, so they are the, the meeting place for the villagers. But as I said, it, a lot of villages are totally demolished during the massacre. So these are different hackberries from different destroyed villages? Yes. Ah, gotcha. Um, where are they usually located? Are they like in the center of the village? Yeah, they are located in the center of, they are the center of the village. They are the plaza for people, villagers. And, and then now it's only the hackberries are remained. Right. And they, they've seen it all. This work is um, called 멜조처럼. It's a Jeju word, and meaning like uh, fermented anchovies. The name talks about the bodies in during the massacre, and you can see the hands and the arms, and they were just like bundled together. And um, and it was actually uh, made in 2008, and. Like all the other works, it's completely first time to be shown in, in Seoul. Mark, so, I mean, uh, these images, if you're going to sum them up, we've got the video. Uh, they're not necessarily literal representations of uh, violence or suffering or anything like this. They, from what I heard in that clip, it sounds like almost pastoral kind of stuff. I mean, this is one of the pleasures of my segment because I had the chance to have uh, Jiyun walk around with me and go ahead and give me the detailed descriptions and yeah. behind behind uh, what the artists did and what each piece means. Because, for example, the, the hackberry piece I thought was quite engaging where it's four trees. I would have just thought they were just trees, right? But Jiyun then explained these are actual central pieces of each village and they are the only remaining parts of, of those villages because they were completely, they were flattened. Yeah. Wiped out, essentially. Exactly. And um, it's just, it's quite interesting because these, well, number one, because this is the first ever for these pieces and for a show like to, to for, for a show like this to happen outside of Jeju. Hmm. Now, there has been a Jeju art festival that's happened uh, since 1994. And again, a lot of the artists, they go ahead and they show, and it's their way to show their version, their, their, what, what happened, right, mm -hmm. uh, with the incidents. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of exposure in the main mainland, in the main peninsula. You'll go to art history museums, but it's more of a historical kind of thing. But this is the, this is the uh, first time for a show like this, with this subject, with these artists, to showcase their work in in yeah outside of Jeju, and it it looks like the visuals are kind of conversation starters in the sense that they are uh, neutral enough in and of themselves, and yet implying so much. You know, this hackberry thing being this hackberry tree trunk being the only thing left in a given village. Uh, you can perceive that either as sort of pastoral nostalgia or you can view it almost as a horror, saying this is all that's left. You know, what uh, is this tree seen? Absolutely. And then the main centerpiece, the Meljon Charam, which is the 12-meter piece right there. Um, again, it's one of those uh, pieces where from far away, just you're not quite sure what's going on. But when you go close, you're like, whoa, those are arms and hands and figures it uh, translated means fermented anchovies and it mm. represents the the bodies 
the, of of the resonance. Right. Yeah. Is this just a visual kind of experience, art uh, on the wall, and you can draw your own conclusions, or is there are there anything like uh, talk concerts or seminars or whatever connected to this? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, they've had several uh, seminars where historians and artists came in and they would talk, and there's still a couple going on. One seminar is going to be on the 19th. That's this Friday. Another one is the 26th. And the last one will be on May 3rd. And this is where they have experts about the incident uh, will come in and give discussions. And the setting is just it's, – it's, it's incredible because they just set up the chairs right in the gallery. Yeah. And they just have the lecture right there with the, the piece in the background. It's, it's, it's really an experience. So I really encourage our listeners to check it out. It would be worth um, hearing multiple takes. I imagine the artists themselves. Uh, what kind of, I mean, these are artists from Jeju who've lived their lives in Jeju. Well, it, uh, some of the artists have actually um, were alive at that time. Okay. That, that are actually presenting there. So, that's so they're pretty, quite aged. Yeah, a bit older. Yeah. But this is the real stuff. This is the real deal. And it's just, it's, yeah. It's just something to see, and it's really quite intense. It, there, there's a there's a feeling, kind of a unsettling, but I think it's important to go check it out. Well, when you're talking about uh, Korean Peninsula history, especially Cold War history, things like uh, this, like uh, Gwangju, events that precipitated the um, Korean War, it's divisive stuff, um, and uh, it's a, it's opaque in terms of what's out there and how it's uh, interpreted. And so, uh, I mean, one of the great yeah. uh, sort of ongoing debates here in Korea is, you know, what is history and what is the correct view of history? How do we describe this or that thing going back as far as you like? Colonization, the Japanese colonial period, uh, these things trigger emotions. So it's interesting to see... Um, such a high-profile exhibit in uh, Hongdae where there's a lot of lighter art. You know, there's a lot of design and a lot of, you know, kind of fashion and uh, more pop art. Uh, But there's this little niche carved out of sort of independent, non-profit art. And this was was a long time coming. This was, uh, it features five different artists, but it was also a collaboration between seven different curators and I believe six other art organization galleries. So this was, um, there was a lot of thought planned out to, to put this together. And, you know, we have no idea when something like this is going to happen again. So it's, I really encourage our listeners to go check it out. A lot of these events have sort of ominous dates, numbers, you know, 4-3 kind of ascribed to this one. Um, we just talked about uh, 416 uh, or 4, um, you know, all, I, I get the, the n- numbers per se confused in my own mind. But hmm. uh, a lot of uh, dates raise um, painful emotions in uh, in people out there. Some of them are coming um, up more prominently on a more national scale. Uh, with changes in the sort of political sentiment and the political leadership here in Korea. And that's the thing. Um, I think it's also uh, works with this this, uh, show, with what's going on right now. I mean, uh, initially, these uh, Jeju residents, they were protesting not necessarily the, the C word, communism, but just the division of the peninsula. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, so it's very easy to label them as the C word to, to go ahead and, and say that they're something. But they um, they essentially just protested against the division of the peninsula to keep it as one as one entire country. And now with the Winter Olympics coming and with the athletes coming under a unified flag and things like that, it, it can bring up a lot of questions, a lot of thoughts. You know, the Cold War. not just in Korea, but uh, as an era all over, provided a lot of cover for uh, internecine rivalries. Um, you know, if you, you could carry out unspeakable acts, you could, massacres happened, skirmishes happened, and uh, the larger conflict of the Cold War was such a, an overlying shadow that a lot of these things could kind of get disappeared. disappeared, swept under the rug. I mean, 1940 was fresh off of World War II. Mm -hmm. Fresh out of, out of the, I mean, it was the election to go ahead and decide who would lead the, the South Korean government after their independence from Japan. This is, this is just a few years. After, I mean, it just happened right in a row. Just a lot going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the big powers of the world, the Soviet Union and the United States, uh, had a much bigger chess game going on. Um, and these sort of little corners of the world. Well, that's, that's the, um, what is the Korean phrase where it's, I forget how the exact words, but it's where the, the fighting whales breaks the shrimps back or something well, like Korea's that. Well, Korea's off, yeah. you know, it's, it, throughout history, Korea has been described as a shrimp trapped between uh, whales. Yeah. Is this gallery alternative loop suggested in the name is the fact that uh, they're nonprofit, maybe they're willing to touch some of these um, more difficult topics. Is that kind of their reputation as a gallery? Yeah, I think so. They initially started with just four curators and, and finally they settled down in this gallery loop. But it was very similar to uh, the group Crazy Multiply mm. that I featured. It's just a group of curators getting together and putting shows and finding spaces. And finally, they went ahead and they settled down at this, uh, this space, alternative space loop. How did this particular thing came to you? You said that uh, some of these are actual Jeju um, sort of residents who were actually oh, there with the exception of one artist everybody else is jeju i mean again this is the first time that these works have left that island some of these are considered like jeju masterpieces and even some jeju artists have never seen uh some of the pieces showcased a lot of three-dimensional stuff yeah. it's not just uh paint on canvas yeah and that was really cool to sit down and talk with june about the curation itself how the setup is that giant 12 meter masterpiece she even showed me how they rigged it so to make it stick out from the wall because it's a giant it's a giant piece of work 12 meters wide but they actually brought it out a good two two meters from the wall they had to create an entire contraption to have it stick out. It's pretty, pretty amazing stuff. So if, if you go there, you can ask you nicely, hey, can I take a sneak peek behind the, uh, the work itself to see the, uh, the, how they put it together? This show goes until when? Uh, this goes until the 29th, the end of this month, but there will be a final seminar uh, at May 3rd. May 3rd. So upcoming, uh, let's see, are we almost past the uh, 26th? There's one coming up. Um, this, there like a couple more. There's one coming up this Friday, another one coming up next week. So a couple more uh, seminars to check out and go ahead and, and go there. It closes, it's open until 7 p.m. And then the seminars usually start at 7 p.m. And it's also free.
Just walk right in. How much had you known about this before you went? Uh, you know? I had, I'll be honest with you. I had, I had no clue what I was getting into. Uh, I mean, I, I read a little bit of the synopsis behind the works, but uh, and I and I did a little research about the incident itself, yeah. but it was just kind of right off of the internet. It's yeah. safe to say, and I've heard uh, Koreans say this as well, uh, that a fair number, I don't know what percent or statistically how many uh, of Koreans don't really even know about these Jeju events. Uh, it was they might have heard about it superficially. It was, it was heavily censored yeah. through, throughout the media. This is not a proud time of the South Korean government. So um, you could say maybe it was a bit limited in the resources that were shown. And it yeah. was, uh, it's a very sensitive um, U.S. alliance issue, you know. That, yeah, that's a completely different can of worms. Exactly. To yeah. what extent might the U.S. have been either complicit or involved in this? It's uh, an extremely third rail uh, kind of topic. That's And that will right. go back and forth depending on what the political sort of uh, gusts of emotion are in this country. The disposition towards um, the U.S. alliance. I've even heard at times... Uh, the U.S. alliance being described by some fringe kind of uh, were, were far uh, left elements as like an occupation. Yeah. Um, and these questions are coming into focus as we head into the North-South Summit later this month. That's right. And also the uh, U.S.-North Korea Summit. Um, what has historically been the role of the United States on this peninsula and what ha- what should be the relationship of South Korea to the United States. One of the strange sites you can see is uh, sort of the far right conservative groups waving Taegukis and US flags side by side. It makes me feel a little bit awkward at some yeah, of these demonstrations. I'm, I'm sure it is. You yeah. can really see sort of the, the 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 polls. Most Koreans probably lay somewhere in the middle, but um, you see the ones that show up. Yeah, yeah. the ones that show up. Yeah. Um, and they tend to be older. Everybody's kind of formed their political awareness at a certain age in their life. And uh, the ones that are that more sense, connected yeah. to, to that war era and to the early eras, of course, mm-hmm. uh, might have a different uh, view on mm-hmm. the U.S. Did you happen to see uh, some of the people that were uh, attending this exhibit? Was it? Uh, like- yeah. So when I, when I went there, actually, when I went through, there were several foreigners there checking it out. And uh, if Jiyoon is there, she speaks perfect English, so she'll be happy to uh, to explain some things. And if you go to the seminars, I believe they will be in Korean. So if you do go, I would suggest bringing a Korean friend or, or you know, maybe you're fluent in Korean. If you can <laughs> yeah. go ahead and, and check well, it out. to what extent, for those, you know, who might want to go check it out and she's not there to personally help you out, is it documented well the way so, you know... Yeah, listen to this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, in terms of placards and stuff like right, that. Right, yeah. There there are um, uh, sheets and, and a walkthrough uh, pamphlet there as well. So, okay. And, and also, it's also on their website. Each piece is described thoroughly in its www.galleryloop.com. And, of course, we've got uh, a little experience, uh, a video edited together by Mark Wilson himself up on our Facebook page. Mark, very important stuff. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely.